0: And welcome to an all new episode of Palace Off the Top Rope. Thank you so much for joining me, ladies and gentlemen. And here we are, the 150th episode. You heard that right. 150 episodes. This ain't no motherfucking reboot. This is a rejuvenation, a continuation. I am back with a vengeance, and I can't thank you all for all of the support when I announced that I was going to come back out of my semi-retirement. I'm pulling a Tom Brady, but I'm also a pro wrestling guy. And if you know everything about pro wrestling, you know guys never retire. They always come back. But I'm going to honestly tell you that I did need some perspective. I needed to just, you know, gain some retrospective on everything that I had done with this podcast. And going back earlier this week and listening to past episodes and and all the support and help i had for my friends and my family it was just amazing to hear all those episodes and it just fired me the fuck up man um i i am ready to go full on and do this for you may i may i I probably won't you know pump out as much episodes as i did in the past but i still want to do this thing you know and it's like uh it's like in the movie rocky balboa where paulie states you know that he'd rather rocky do something that he loves badly, than to do bad by not doing something that he loves. And that really resonated with me as I was doing my rewatch of the Rocky movies. That's going to be the main focus of today's episode. I'm going to be reviewing Creed Three, which is out in theaters now, starring Michael B. Jordan, Jonathan Majors, and Tessa Thompson, also directed by Michael B. Jordan. I'll be giving you my full review of the movie coming up later on in the show. But just a lot of retrospective, a lot of, you know, just healing spiritually, mentally. Um, I seem to do that a lot. And you need that every now and then. You don't want to keep going on that hamster wheel until the wheels fall off and then you're just completely decimated. No, it's okay to take breaks here and, you know, here and then just to gain perspective on stuff and to just slow down and recharge. There's nothing wrong with that. But with that said, I am back. I'm hoping to put out stuff weekly. Uh, a lot of stuff has happened in the entertainment industry. Um, specifically on my end, working at the movie theaters, things have just almost Basically, returned to normal. Our business has been incredible. The movies coming out this year, some of them have been surprises. You know, you have your Cocaine Bears, you got your 80 for Brady's, your Jesus Revolutions. Those movies are making a comeback in the theaters. Not just the big blockbusters, but you have those as well that are doing awesome numbers. So it's great to see. There's a lot of stuff to talk about. Um, but it's all about pushing forward, right? We're going to talk about... There's a lot of good stuff coming out this this month in March, starting with Creed 3. But there's just so much to come, so much later on in the summer and in the rest of the year. Uh, and I wanted to also, you know, take this opportunity as I'm redoing this podcast to not only just cover pop culture, but maybe once in a while do a couple of episodes. And, you know, I like to talk a lot on my social media about leadership and, you know, I want to gain more perspective on like relationships and stuff like that, you know. I'm in my mid 30s. Uh <laughs> going to be single for, you know, probably a good while, so I want to maybe learn some things about myself, some things that I can maybe improve on as a person, uh and maybe I'll get people on to talk about that stuff. So I I kind of want to broaden the spectrum and not just focus entirely on pop culture. Although that's mainly what the show will be about. Movies, television, um, professional wrestling as a title is Palace Off the Top Rope, but I can go off the top rope on many different topics. And if I don't know about the topic, bring in people, bring in friends, bring in, you know, whoever to come in and talk about stuff. Um, that'll be a lot of fun. So yeah, feels good to be back talking to a mic. Um, do a lot of talking at work. You know, these days, a lot of coaching, a lot of training. So I've, I've gotten more practice on that stuff. So hopefully I've gotten better on the talking aspect of things. I know sometimes I, I stumble on my thoughts and, and and all those other things, but you know, I'm always a work in progress. I'm never a finished product. And if you're not always working on yourself and constantly evolving and constantly adapting, then you're never going to grow as a person. So. Uh, i needed to grow as a talker and hopefully in my time away i've gotten better at that but we'll see i'll be a little rusty in this episode not gonna lie again doing a one-man show is is hard enough you know and people say oh you're so good at it or whatever it's like really i poke i poke fun at myself a lot on the stuff that i mess up on so um yeah, I'm always going to be my own worst critic, but again, thank you for all the support, and I'm glad to be back, and I won't make this too long of an episode today, so uh, let's take a quick break, and when we come back, let's talk about Creed Three and my thoughts on it, as well as the whole landscape of the Rocky universe. This is Palace Off the Top Rope. We'll be right back. this isn't like any other ghost face i'm something different that's why i'm gonna shoot you in the fucking head come on mother scream rated r welcome back to the show scream six hitting theaters this friday i cannot wait to see this my rewatch on these movies have also been super fun but more talk on scream we'll preview that a little bit towards the end of the episode but a a lot more deeper coverage into the entire scream franchise next week after the movie releases which is gaining a lot of buzz right now Uh, a lot of box office uh, craziness going on right now especially in the month of march Uh, this is just going to be an incredible month to rewatch a lot of stuff. Obviously, I-, I talked about the Rocky movies, uh, just redid Scream, and then I'm gonna get to revisit the John Wick movies in a couple of weeks. Uh, and then we got some newcomers in Dungeons and Dragons with Chris Pine, which is kind of won me over a little bit. And then there's Shazam, but that one's whatever. <laughs> sorry, folks. I'm not going to check out every single movie. I want to cover the stuff that I love, uh, that I want to see, and that I have the passion for. And I just don't have the passion for the fury of the gods. I'm sorry. Sorry, Shazam. Sorry, sorry Zachary Levi. I just have no interest in that movie whatsoever. Um, but before we get to Creed, we're also on the road to WrestleMania, folks. I can't have my comeback episode and not talk about wrestling a little bit. Now, in the last time that I talked about things, uh, wrestling wise, it was turned over to Triple H, especially with WWE, you know, with Vince McMahon stepping down after allegations and, you know, a bunch of other stuff that I don't really need to rehash. Um, a lot of months have gone by and obviously in the time that I've been gone, and the television watching of WWE has improved significantly. And now we're on the road to this WrestleMania that's going to be in SoFi Stadium. Saturday, April 1st, and Sunday, April 2nd. Um Honestly, folks, this is for the first time since probably, I don't know, maybe the early WrestleManias as I was growing up. That we're, there's a really nice build to it and nice storytelling going on. And, you know, I, I can't, you know... Just be giddy enough about this year's WrestleMania, including the main event, which is going to see Cody Rhodes, the 2023 Royal Rumble winner, challenge Roman Reigns for the undisputed WWE Universal Championship. That's going to be the main event, and the the storyline built to that is starting to heat up, and it's everything that I want it to be. It's everything like an old-school WrestleMania, right? You know, you have the Royal Rumble babyface that wins. And they're climbing and they're chasing the champion, the heel champion, who's been so dominant. And Triple H has done a tremendous job in this build so far. And the undercard looks great. It's not all awesome, but for the most part, everything's at least consistent and it's got stories going on, which is what we pretty much wanted out of WWE for the longest time, right? Uh, You know, with Vince McMahon no longer in power, stuff is starting to feel more consistent and stuff makes sense and stuff is not out of nowhere. You still have some of the silliness, but that's pro wrestling, folks. That's going to come with it. So I'm not expecting it to be all serious, but I'm at least expecting it to be consistent. And that's what we're getting and it's been such a fun ride and triple h again has done such a tremendous job not everything's gone perfect and i'm not expecting things to ever go perfect because you're you're putting on live tv every week and not everything's going to land but what's going on now is that you're starting to see a lot of the younger talent start to elevate, and it's not so much about relying on the past, even though we're going to get some names of the past showing up at WrestleMania this year, including John Cena, who will return to the ring. Uh, but I'll do a probably a more deep dive into what's going on at this year's WrestleMania. Maybe I'll bring on a writer, uh or a Brandon or maybe both, and we can do our showcase of the Immortals uh, episodes that we become accustomed to doing every year uh we haven't missed the mark on that so i'll definitely have to get in touch with them for that for sure um but yeah i can't can't miss talking about wrestlemania on the road you know just incredible um gone on a little bit of a tangent here so let's take one more quick break when we come back we'll we'll get to the main event let's talk about creed 3 we'll be back brought you into my home bro you met my family i put money up for you Put the gloves on your hands, All like right, you bro. asked. That's enough, Julie. <laughs> you, you put the gloves on my hands. Oh, you must be punchy, because <laughs> memory serves, you used to carry my gloves. Get your shit and get out the gym. All right, welcome back to the show. And what you heard there was a clip from uh, MGM Pictures Creed Three directed by and starring michael b jordan jonathan majors tessa thompson um this is the first rocky verse movie that doesn't involve sylvester stallone in any way he's got his name on as a producer but he wasn't really involved in any of the behind the scenes or anything like that so he's really just a producer by name so he'll get like you know the royalties and stuff like that but this was basically the first movie where we're going to see how the story is going to be without a Sylvester Stallone blueprint or handprint on the whole uh shebang. And I got to tell you, so there's been a lot of stuff said to me. Um I put it on social media about this movie. So first of all, I liked it. And but a lot of people have met, read my review as saying like, "Oh, I didn't like it or I'm biased because Stallone's not in it." And it's not in it, not not that at all. So let let's set the record straight, okay? Creed 3 is a fantastic movie in terms of a first directorial job, Michael B. Jordan. This is his first movie ever directing a big blockbuster franchise movie, and he knocked it right out of the park. Like I give him much kudos for that, because anybody else they usually start off small you don't get to start off with something like this and not that Creed is some like 100 million plus budgeted type of movie but still you're carrying the weight of a franchise that's been around since the 70s so there's a lot to to really you know carry the torch on with stuff like that so he did a phenomenal job in that aspect um the story is very predictable so don't go into this movie expecting like a lot of twists and turns, you know, but they're boxing movies. They're, you go there for the character, the development, the, the storytelling. It's not really so much the twists and the turns, you know, this ain't the MCU or this ain't like, uh, you know, one of those M. Night Shyamalan movies where you're looking for a twist. Um, you know, you go there for, for the, for the acting which was superb by the way by jonathan majors man this guy has really come along really quickly um obviously everybody's watched him as kang in ant-man and the wasp quantumania which was a movie that was released uh, a couple of weeks ago believe it or not um i heard he was fantastic in that i haven't seen it yet i'll see when i get around to it um But he was in Devotion last November, which also I haven't seen, but I heard he was really good in it. And then, of course, we get here to Creed 3, which he was just... He stole the entire movie, and he was probably the best like Rocky-verse villain since like a Clubber Lang, which is ironic, right? Because it's the third movie in the Creed series, and Clubber Lang was the third villain, or the second villain, but in the third movie in the Rocky series. So a little bit of parallels there, so but this character definitely got a lot of substance not something with like a clubber lang where yes you wanted to see Jonathan Majors get his ass kicked but there was also a lot of depth to the character and not so there's stuff you could resonate and like relate to like where he wasn't totally the villain even though for the most part that's what he plays in the movie but they they gave him a lot of substance so kudos to him for that and I think he's what makes the movie because other than that so again, great job overall as a first directorial movie for Michael B. Jordan. A lot of props, a lot of kudos. Where people are misconstruing, like me not liking the movie, I'm talking about in terms of the Rocky verse. In terms of Rocky, the the story was just all right. Now again, you're you're wanting to move away from the Rocky character and more. This is now Adonis's story, which I totally understand. But there wasn't that much more development like what the other characters, like I was hoping for, like Tessa Thompson's Bianca. You know, there's, you know, from the start of the Creed series, she was introduced as someone that was going to progressively lose her hearing. And she wasn't really given that much to do in this movie. I felt like she did more in the other two movies here. She was kind of just there. Yeah, she was there to rah-rah Adonis, the Adonis character. When it was needed to but other than that she didn't really have much to do on her end and her story and i was kind of expecting a little bit more out of that uh a lot of other stuff that i liked you know the relationship between adonis and his daughter amara who is deaf in the movie so there's a lot of sign language and subtitles and if you have a problem with reading and stuff like that get over it that's just part of it so it's it's more diverse more inclusive a lot of different um just cultures and just ways of life, and that's good that that's represented on the screen. Um, but as far as like you know the fights and, and stuff like that, and Michael B. Jordan does some cool stuff, especially in the final fight with Jonathan Majors as character of Damian Anderson. They do some cool stuff there that we haven't seen in any of the other Rocky or Creed movies before. So I'll give him that, but. I think where it was missing Stallone's handprint and his blueprint was basically in the choreography of the fighting because Stallone was so good at building up fights and, you know, and choreographing them so good, you know, in the fact that I think they've used them on other like boxing movies as far as like an advisor. I think Stallone just is got that. So like knock like he's got that notch down as far as like the fights and, and the building up to it. So that could have used his help a little bit the background story of adonis and damien was was okay like there wasn't really much to it you know uh and of course there's a lot of stuff that i can't relate to as far as like an african-american and the upbringing and you know the no parents and stuff like that there's a lot of stuff in there that i can't relate to so i won't fault the movie for that but also it wasn't groundbreaking storytelling um so But the character development I thought was a a little weaker on some of the aspects. But, again, there was a lot of good stuff there. Um, You know, one of the things that's always – that gets criticized in the Rocky movies is like, oh, well, like they never pay attention to like the damage that's been done – you know to the rocky characters he bleeds and gets up and finishes and all this stuff when they would have stopped real fights well that's actually tackled in rocky 5 which is severely underrated it's not as bad as you think folks go back and rewatch it there's a lot more shit movies out there than rocky 5 it's not the worst thing not the best in terms of the series it's ranked on the very low end if not last for sure but in terms of a movie it's not that bad please revisit it you'll think differently I got a pot out there with Daniel Tucker that we did where we talked about Rocky V and it's not as bad as you think folks. Um, but going back to like them not covering that stuff, one of the things I did like about Creed 3 was they did talk about Adonis being older and kind of almost out of his prime and injuries that he suffered in the past movies, uh, that would, you know, just affect him in the fight in the, in the main fight in this movie. Um, so I like that a lot. But again, as a movie overall, as far as like in the rocky verse, I thought it was just alright. But overall, as a movie itself, if you go out on a Friday night, you take your date, you go out with your buddies, whatever, you spend your money on your tickets, you're gonna spend a lot on concessions, you're gonna get all your money's worth. Like, it's a very entertaining movie. And hopefully it's got the legs that opened up to 58.6 million, I believe, this past weekend at the box office, which is the highest grossing opening weekend ever for a sports movie and also the highest grossing opening ever in the rocky verse world so um is there going to be a creed 4 probably after all the money that's been made and amazon bought the rights to mgm so this is a huge win for them i know they've been pushing a lot more streaming stuff but they're getting back into the game in the theatrical wise and creed 3 is a great start and that's going to just you know you get good marketing you get uh you know, this thing was marketed very well. I'll tell you that. Like it, it was all over the place. All the, I saw a bunch of commercials for it. I saw a lot of uh promoting from the actors everywhere on, you know, the news outlets and stuff like that. So they did a very good job promoting this. And I still think theatrically that's the best way your your movies ever going to get any notoriety or any recognition or into the pop culture zeitgeist. You have to have it released in theaters. I think doing this thing with streaming streaming it's just it's gonna be it's a it's a flash in the pan. It was cool for a while, but we're seeing the results, folks. Take for instance the movie like 80 for Brady. Now you're you're telling me in 2020 for sure, 2021 even, and even early 2022, this thing would be put directly into a streamer where it would get lost and it wouldn't get recognized. But I can't tell you all the promotion that I saw for 80 for Brady, not just around football games, but just everywhere. They marketed this thing perfectly paramount pictures did a tremendous job and it made back its budget this thing was a profitable success at the theaters and it brought back a certain crowd just like top gun maverick did and again this is what we wanted for our business we weren't worried about the superhero movies and the big blockbuster franchise movies those were going to be okay we were worried about that mid-budgeted type movie and we can even put creed into that category because i believe its budget is only like $75 which is, it's already going to make it back in week two. So again, the mid-budget movie is important for moviegoers. It's important for our business because that just means there's a piece of the pie for everybody, right? A movie like Jesus Revolution, that also came out, I think, this past week and with Creed or not the week before, did tremendous numbers and now did its budget. So there's room for everything on the spectrum. It doesn't just have to be superhero movies. So that's what I'm always preaching. a lot of the fanboys out there think i'm just so against superhero movies and why yes i have grown a bit of a fatigue for them that doesn't mean i don't want them around i just don't want them to be the only thing around you know i need my 80 for brady's my creeds my jesus revolutions um and there's also room again of course for the big blockbusters that are coming out like shazam and um You know, we'll see if Dungeons and Dragons, that's a big budgeted movie. We'll see if that lands. It may or may not. But the fact that it's got the opportunity to is great for the theaters and great for the moviegoers. So hats off to Crete 3, uh, for its opening weekend. And again, I love the movie. Uh, I recommend it. Go check it out with your friends or take your girlfriend or your significant other or whoever. It's a great date night movie. Uh, it's very uplifting. Obviously, you know, the, in the spirit of the Rocky movies. And, the uh, the protagonist having to overcome and all that stuff. It's, it's, just, it's classic, it's classic movie going. That, that's what you go to the movies for. And again, we're all gonna go back this weekend to check out Scream 6, um, which is also gaining a lot of momentum as far as like box office expectations. And also just critically, it's being, uh, called pretty good. But we'll wait to see. Uh, I mean, I'm gonna avoid spoilers and walking into this movie as much as possible because, uh, I'm gonna be checking it out this weekend and looking forward to that but i did not not like this movie i liked it pretty good enough like it's it, it it's going to be one to put on my uh shelves whenever it releases on home video and physical media so uh i did like it i recommend it but again in the overall rocky arc i thought it was just all right and sometimes that's okay you know, it's a three star movie. And I think for most of your life you're gonna see a lot of three star movies. Now you may not get the star ratings, but that that just means like it's a movie you can come out of and say, Hey, that was cool. Um you're not gonna be like thinking about it like weeks, weeks later or anything like that. But it's it's a movie you can go and see, enjoy, and then maybe if it pops up on television one day, you'd be like, Oh, hey, look, I remember this movie it was pretty cool. Let me sit down and watch it. You're gonna have a bunch of those movies in your life, folks. It's okay. Not everything has to be the absolute best or, you know, complete dog shit. That's, that's just not, I, I like my three star movies and Creed 3 was one of those, but a very well done three star movie. Anyways, that's gonna do it for my movie review of the week, Creed 3. Uh, we'll take one more break and then we'll talk about Scream 6 and the upcoming weekend. This weekend, Creed 3 broke records around the globe. And now it's the number one movie in the world. Yes, it's the best movie in the trilogy. One fight. You and me, let's do it. Creed 3, APG 13, now playing. Alright folks, welcome back to the show and let's end it with a little bit of box office talk, which is my go-to, what I love to try to predict. Um, as I mentioned, March started off incredible, Creed Uh, biggest opening numbers for the franchise for a sports movie at almost 60 million. Uh, incredible for us, right? Because Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania kind of under-delivered, right? So, it opened I think to a hundred and plus million dollars, but then after that completely plummeted. So, Um, this is why I talk about variety and why it's good to have all these different types of other movies because we can feed off of that now a lot of people at my place of work were worried you know because Ant-Man didn't do well but I was like guys don't worry March is coming and it is stacked and it's good that it's stacked a lot of people were like well what there's like a movie every week that's not going to be good for business actually it is because by the time everything releases there's going to be so much variety you can go check out so many different things so the fact that Ant-Man and the Wasp under-delivered. Yes, bad in terms of business, um, but not too bad because there's other stuff to come. So let's look ahead to this weekend, Scream 6. Uh, this part 5 came out last January, I believe, and it kind of blew past expectations. Scream is a very old franchise from the 90s, my f- favorite uh, horror franchise of all time. Um, I was happy that it was back. You know, they brought back the regulars, David Arquette and Nev Campbell and Courtney Cox, the beautiful Nev Campbell, I have to shout her out. Uh sucks that she's not gonna be in this one this weekend. Doesn't make me that much you know, doesn't make me less excited for it, but would I have loved for her to be in it? Absolutely. Queen. Mwah. Um but anyways, back to the box office. So that one opened up, I believe, to I think close to maybe thirty million, maybe a little bit below. Uh it did it did it was a good, it was a hit right uh so paramount had already greenlit part six uh to get into production quickly and here we are one year later uh and the marketing for this one has just been tremendous the setting is going to be different obviously they've been pushing like that this one is finally leaving woodsboro but if you're a true scream fan you'll know that part two and part three took place outside of woodsboro so i guess maybe they should put this as like this is the first time it's taking place like in a really huge city. I know part 3 wasn't Hollywood, but that was mainly contained to like a movie set in the studio. So, uh there wasn't much of the LA landscape. Here it looks like you're getting the big, you know, the big apple, you know, the Empire State. You're seeing like all the promotion and the posters have been incredible with Ghostface all over New York City. So, that's the push on it. Of course, Neff Campbell not returning for this one we'll see if she'll return in a later installment there was uh, contract disputes there or maybe it's all a twist who knows um, David Arquette uh, against spoilers if you haven't seen part five too bad it's been over a year if you really wanted to see it you would have seen it he died in the last one, so obviously he won't return but we do have Courtney Cox as returning as Gail Weathers so she'll be the only one to have been involved in all of the screams and we'll see what unfolds in this chapter. Obviously, the growing popularity of someone like Jenna Ortega, who's returning, who was a new character introduced in Part Five, and her popularity has just skyrocketed ever since that movie. So, um, there'll they'll be buzz from that. So, m- my expectations originally were like 35 million for this movie, uh, but looking at my sources, it's not predicted at like a 40 million, and I saw some even saying as high as 50 million. So that would just be, you know, over the moon for us if it could do a 50 plus million dollar weekend. Plus the uh, returns for Creed 3. Now, if it drops at 50%, you're looking at almost 30 million in the second weekend for Creed, which is, again, awesome. Again, variety. There's other stuff that you can watch. It doesn't have to just be a comic book movie, even though it's still out there. But you're going to have Creed and you're going to have Scream now. So we're going to have two big movies loaded up this weekend. And then March is just going to continue to roll on. So $50 for Scream 6. That would set a franchise record. And, you know, the box office is all about setting records. And we'll see if we'll get back to that again this week in two weeks in a row. Creed did it. And now let's see if uh, Scream can do it. No Nev Campbell. But, again, the marketing has just been incredible for this. The franchise has been revitalized. And you got some directors behind, the, I think they call it the Silence Brothers or, or Radio Silences. who the directors are. That's what they're known as, as a duo. It's in the right hands. And I think as long as you got good directors and good creators behind a beloved franchise, you can't go wrong. And you can, you can trust the storytelling if, even if they take it in a newer direction in which you didn't expect a la a Creed or even like a Cobra Kai. So business wise, I'm excited uh personal personal wise i'm excited because I, I just love this franchise so much uh, i can't get enough of the scream movies and i know I, I harp on like oh there's like 10 saws or whatever but those are like done overdone and different directors and different casts and this one has at least been consistent in what it is and the reason why i love scream so much is is of course its self-awareness and the fact that it mocks itself and if you have a franchise that can do that and do it consistently there's really no way you can like knock it yeah of course you can criticize it but i mean in terms of like how much can you really knock it when it's making fun of itself already so that's the, the brilliance of scream and why i think it continues to thrive and continues to evolve in pop culture as we moved on now like we're closing in on almost 30 years that this franchise has been around so that's awesome. Super excited. And I think I'm going to wrap it up on this episode for my comeback. Uh, again, thank you guys so much for, for all the support. I'm happy to be back. I feel so good talking into a mic and talking to all of you. Um, for those of you that listen, um, it, it just, I'll, I'll be indebted forever. You know, if I can just get even three people to listen to this, uh, I'll be super happy. You know, I, I, I want to shoot for the stars and, you know, get, you know, a thousand downloads and a thousand listens and, you know, reach so many different states and countries and continents, which I've done in the past. But, you know, if I can, like I said, if I can get three people to listen, to me, that's a success. Cause I, you know, I don't know who likes to hear me talk a lot, but if I can get at least more than one of y'all, I think I, I did okay. But anyways, that's going to do it for this week. Go check out Scream 6. Go check out Creed 3 if you haven't, even go check out Ant-Man. If, if you're still into the Marvel stuff, but a lot of good stuff coming up and we'll see you all next week and we'll talk about Scream 6 and how it did at the box office and how it did as a movie. Again, you can find this podcast on Spotify. That's my go-to. I listen to my music and my podcast that way. If you're an Apple person, you can listen on Apple podcast. Uh, you know, subscribe there to my channel, leave reviews. I, I don't mind if you're giving me constructive criticism I'm always looking for ways to get better folks that's the only way I'm ever going to grow as a podcaster and as a talker so um I appreciate any feedback that you can give me uh, I do release these episodes through podbean.com you can also listen through there you can download the podbean app I'll distribute this through my social media pages on Facebook Twitter and Instagram follow me on Instagram um on all the socials uh, I'll post it out on the link that way you can subscribe follow if you if you already do great i appreciate it um i'll see if i can attract new listeners with my comeback episode again 150 in the bag um and let's let's keep it rolling uh you know stuff in the works already with abraham denavino and jake ramirez we're going to bring back the football show that'll be its own little thing and they're going to be more involved in the production and and all that stuff so it's not going to just be uh, me doing everything Sometimes Maybe it might just be them or singular or whatever. But in terms of football, I'm going to try to leave that separate for that. And we'll get that done over there. But over here, you know, on my main show, again, I want to cover pop culture. But I also want to dive into little different topics that don't really necessarily have to do with movies or TV. Um, and, and we'll see how that goes. But anyways, thank you guys so much. Tune in next week. God bless you.